Have you ever wanted to delve into the world of Dungeons and Dragons, but didn't know where to begin? Has the overwhelming urge to venture forth and slay a monstrosity of legend ever gripped you in its clutches? Does the idea of two guys debating the fantasy physics of Dragon's Breath versus Anti-Magic Fields pique your interest? Perhaps a raging argument on the subtle and succinct differences between wizards, sorcerers, and warlocks get your blood boiling? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, then I recommend that you check out The Dungeon Cast, the podcast that explores all things D&D, from busty barmaids to burly bugbears. Join your hosts, Will and Brian, as they have casual, educational, and somewhat humorous conversations about the world's most popular tabletop RPG. Together they delve into the endless possibilities and unforeseen complications of character creation, role-playing, and Dungeon Mastering. You can find The Dungeon Cast on iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Follow them on Twitter at The Dungeon Cast for news, updates, and contests with awesome D&D-related prizes. Listen in and be inspired to explore fantastic worlds, tell epic stories with friends, and roll some 20-sided dice. Now who could turn that down? Hey, do you have a show or a YouTube channel, podcast, or relevant product that you want to promote at the top of the Elseworlds Exchange? Well, now's your chance, man! For 50 bucks, you'll get a month's worth of plugs at the audio version right here of the Elseworlds Exchange. Right at the top of the show, first thing they'll hear, now it'll probably still be my voice, but you'll write up a short one-minute plug, we'll record it and toss it at the front of the show. Or, alternatively, for 20 bucks, you can get a once worth of plugs at the end of the show. Right after you hear us sign off, same deal, one-minute scripted plug for your stuff. How do you take advantage of this incredible opportunity? Just go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top, and fill everything out and work it out through PayPal. By the way, we do reserve the right to reject or accept based on our own personal taste. I'm not going to plug your Nazi podcast, man. I'm sorry. You know what? I'm not sorry about that. But you're not going to do it anyway. So go to therealcomicpop.com, hit the contact button at the top of the page, fill everything out, and we'll work it out. Worth it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Sal. And I'm Joel. We, uh, last week chatted about, like, a big kind of big picture topic, and, you know, let's keep, let's keep it rolling. I made a list of these topics that I'm like, let's talk about something that's happening contemporarily speaking. Because normally, you know, we like to keep it light and loose. We talk about things that don't necessarily, like, uh, directly correlate with comics, action figures, movies, sci-fi, that kind of thing. But sometimes we like to really get into the nitty-gritty, because at the end of the day, both, uh, Cape Joel and Comic Pop are comic book channels. So... Uh, I tossed out this 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 question, which seemingly has an obvious answer to it, but the fact that I'm bringing it up as a discussion means that maybe the answer is deeper than we think. And so, yeah. the question I'm posing is, is DC Rebirth an event? It definitely carries many of the hallmarks of an event, doesn't it? But if it is an event, I would argue it's a very outside-the-box, very irregular event. And the fact that we're even calling it a DC Rebirth event is only because the storyline of the Watchmen and Have the Button and all the other stuff that started in DC Universe Rebirth is kind of filtering out into all the other books and coming back. Exactly. So, I mean, the the superficial answer is no, it's not an event because it's the it's the it's the publishing initiative. It's the banner. It's the heroic age when mm. uh, Siege or whatever ended in Marvel. It's uh, you know, it's Avengers disassembled. When they put that logo on all of the like ancillary and non-contiguous Avengers titles and other supplemental books. It's the line. It's the line. Uh, There's also Dark Reign. Uh, although I've heard people refer to Dark Reign as an event as well, so it's not technically the same thing. But I always thought of it as an event because, although I guess there never was a main Dark Reign book. You just had to read Dark Avengers and then it kind of all went from there. People ask me to do Dark Reign on back issues all the time and I'm like, D- D- where does it that start? Was, where does it that end? That was many years worth of stories. Exactly. Exactly, but at the same time, you also have other books that have 
a similar length of time that also have the same like weight and are definitely considered to be events. But we'll get into that in a minute. So publishing lines, New Fifty Two, for example, New yeah, Fifty Two, not an event because very much a line because New Fifty Two was a, was a line. There was nothing about the New Fifty Two that said like this is a, this is a thing. This, like there's something nothing happening. That tied it all together. No, Flashpoint was an event and it resulted in the New Fifty Two. Um, but with DC Rebirth, DC Rebirth begins with a book called DC Rebirth, or DC Universe Rebirth, in which we establish not just the new status quo, but also looming questions that are touched upon in titles throughout DC. So it's a little bit... Right, right, right off the bat, if you were to scratch the surface, I think it's a little bit of both. Kind of. Because with DC Rebirth and what it means, you know superficially and as a line-wide thing I, I compare it mostly to the heroic age at marvel because mm -hmm. it didn't really mean anything like the heroic age was their attempt at being like boy we've done a lot of stories where our heroes have been fighting each other <laughs> or they've been on the run from each other or they've been in, or some characters have had have been subjugated by other characters how about like we get all of our heroes together and they're ac they're actually going to fight like bad guys and do stuff like that that, that we kind of admire about our heroes yeah so the heroic age it ended i think like what three issues into avengers because like immediately everyone started fighting again that's but, a, that, that, that's a question i've pitched you before uh for a show and that is what are the shortest eras in comics yeah i i almost don't want to argue that heroic age was but, but there's no real like defi it's not like the heroic age bled into another thing it was just like the heroic age they even used it as a banner not unlike the way dc rebirth has a banner hmm Interesting. Um, but then it just kind of like petered out, just went away. <laughs> it's it, it's funny too when I think about New 52. They had the New 52 banner and the branding on the books for a long time. Yeah. Then they didn't for a little bit, and then they just hopped right on into DCU, which was also a very short uh, era. Exactly. And DCU, not unlike uh, superficially, DC Rebirth is not an event. DCU is just the the thing they were calling their new initiative. Right, I mean, like, and DCU is all about you and how we're making books that are that should appeal to you, and you're gonna a, a see a book your, for everyone and a book for everything. Yeah, you're gonna see yourself be reflected in the books, and no, like that's not what DC wound up being, and it also kind of like became a problem. It was so, also kind of a hey, let's change everything. The the one thing, and I know, never hear anyone talk about this. The one thing I actually liked from DCU, and it's something I would actually kind of like to see them try again. They did a lot more comedy books. There was more doubling down on books that were straight up comedy. It's true. And outside the box. That's where we found Prez. That's where they gave like, uh, what is it, uh, Dog Welder and Six Pack a yeah. book. Because why not? Well, yeah, and that's really like, that was the approach with DCU was like, was because why not? Like, you know what? We're a book publishing company. We shouldn't be afraid to put out books about like Bizarro. We should be able to do all kinds of different things. Let's explore um, the genres, man. Can't all just be regular superheroes. Yeah, exactly. Can't all be Batman. How about Black Canary? You know, like, that's, I think, where the Black Canary, She's like... in a band. The, the, the Spider-Gwen band. Like, why not that? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, definitely a publishing line and or an initiative, but not an event. Um, so, I guess, in order to define whether or not DC Rebirth is an event, we first have to define, what is an event in the first place? That's a damn good question. I mean, I guess an event is something that 
by all rights should affect either the entire universe or at least the small part of the universe that the books tying into it take place in. Right, it should encompass a central cast, and it should also, I think, have a central story. There should be a beginning, middle, and end for a story. Right? I mean, like, that's where, that's the way it should be. Yeah. Um, by the way, thank you, Mr. Giggles, for joining the Super Chat. Um, we did see you. We were just on a roll and didn't want to stop. Yeah, uh, that's one of the things about like the the super par- like parts and the and the tipping and whatnot is it's just it's very when we're doing a Q and A it's fantastic and when it's like a regular discussion show it's like mm-hmm, who knows it's, it's gonna be like we need to like pull a Benny shut up thank you Jack yeah exactly also we I the way that my uh, whole thing is set up my super chat is like on a different section than the regular chat so i have to like scroll through and look through them all and it's a real pain i Um, i'm looking at the direct chat i can call them out if you want thank you thank you that'd be great that's great then i'll look at the super chat from that way um but yeah so so an event i think we can all agree that an event has to be a story like there has to be an idea and a centralized cast where they go through some kind of beginning middle and end there's an arc there's a denouement there's uh there's rising action falling action it's like a story and it yeah. should and it should in and in its own it's in its own way i think and the way i've always categorized it but maybe i'm wrong or maybe i'm too obtuse in my thinking about it uh but an event should also have its own book it should have its own usually title. it does yeah right like secret invasion is an interesting piece of comic event hood because uh, while it was also, um, it, it had its own title and it had its own thing, it was also like a thing that sprawled throughout all the Marvel books for how many years? I mean, we saw scrolls in Avengers Disassembled, for That's God's right. sake. Like, a Secret Invasion had been implied to have been happening for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, so, but it does have its own title. Uh, but then there's other books like, you know who what people think is an event? The Spider-Man Clone Saga. Odd. It's only an event after the fact when they talk about, like, oh, how important it was or how much people hated it. But, yes, not technically an event, just a story that grew out of hand. Right? Exactly. What up, Moby? Uh, but it needs to be a thing that – yeah, it, I completely agree with you. It's Sometimes it's hard to even define whether or not the event was an event until after it's over. Absolutely. Right? Dark Reign. I think that Marvel didn't think it was an event at all. I think Dark Reign fed into Siege. From Marvel's perspective, they're like, Siege is the event. Like, it's it's a build-up or a prelude to Siege. Uh, but in fact, most people kind of liked and refer to Dark Reign as its own thing because true. most folk liked it more than Siege anyway. Yeah, I know um, I did. It's, it's funny, too. Another one, sometimes people, uh, what is it, get in the area, but they get it wrong. They say Court of Owls is, is an event. No, Night, Night of, the, of Owls the Owls was the event. <laughs> Court of Owls was the prelude to it and the Batman story. I'll also, I would say that Court of Owls is, I've never called it an event, but it is a story. Like, Court of Owls has a beginning, middle, and end. It has main characters, and it has a, and it has a story structure to it. But... Um, Night of the Owls is like a line-wide thing that involved other titles. There was mm-hmm. no book called Night of the Owls, but uh, but I think Detective was kind of like the Night of the Owls title. Right. I mean, Batman Eternal, is that an event? Or is that just a mm. miniseries? 
Ooh, that's a great question. Yeah, because you get a lot like that because then it's like, what about 52? What about Futures End? Technically, Futures End and some of those other ones did have tie-ins. Yeah, I mean, look at, um, or or for, for that matter, let's take a look at Age of Apocalypse. Everybody refers yeah. to Age of Apocalypse as an event. Age of Apocalypse is an alternate reality story. It's a set, it's a self-contained tale about these people in another reality. It may have been caused by things that happen in the current continuity, but if you collect Age of Apocalypse, which is like this freaking big, you know, it's uh it, it's it's kind of like its own centralized thing. I don't know it, if it, it even did take over the it did take over the entire line though. Is that a hallmark for an event that if it takes over an entire line? Right. Uh, I was gonna use another example like Age of Oh Onslaught was mm. was one of those things where there was no Onslaught book, but all the X Men books were covered by the on were, were were tying into the Onslaught thing, and then afterwards it was an event. It was it was it was considered to be a se a separate thing that had a beginning and an end, even if like it's made up of random titles that only have like a, the, the the faintest connection to the overall Onslaught story. The, the more I think about it, the more I think a good, like, coda for an event in comics is, if you can't ignore it, it's probably an event. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, like, look, well, there's some events that happened, and you're like, they still happen. Like, Secret Wars 2, for example, mm. had its own title, tied in with other main events. There's no question Secret Wars 2 is an event, even though nobody wants to refer to or remember that damn thing. So, not all events are created equally, and some oh, have more much. lasting effects than others. In some cases, the lasting ramifications of an event are over before they even start oh yeah well i mean some some events are have the legs cut out from under them because their endings are told to usa today or some freaking like or or entertainment weekly well done i know one publisher that happens to like to do that for some reason because they think it contributes to sales um secret wars was an event uh wh where it had its own title but also kind of like led into like does secret wars is Secret Wars its own thing, or do you have to start at the freaking Fantastic Four with Hickman's run in order to call it all one thing? Uh, well, first off, thank, thank you, Mopey, you Mopey, Mopey, again. And second, I mean, you could definitely do that. It's not necessary, but you might appreciate it more. Right. No, it's true. It it can the, the I, I think that Secret Wars stands on its own, but if you have read all of Hickman's work and all of his Avengers and all of his future stuff... Uh, or Fantastic Four, rather, then you you get a richer experience, or at least mm. that's the idea, uh, especially in Hickman's because he does set up all those things. But uh, Nimrod Canada brings up a good point too. Vader down, does that count as an event in the Star Wars book? Yeah, right? yeah I think that I, I definitely books. they they want it to be. They certainly refer to it as such. Um, Secret Empire is an event, even though there's all these other books that are leading up to it. Um, but getting into DC Rebirth. Uh, so the okay oh i'm sorry so getting so, so getting back to what an event is it's got to have its own it probably should have its own title uh it does yeah. have a story it involves a centralized cast and usually has tie-ins usually but not has tie-ins but not always and it could it does and and as we've seen many events which are referred to as events after the fact have tangential connections to it even if they're not that important the they also usually shake up the status quo, but again, not always. Right, exactly. Um, they, they, in any way, they are the the ramifications of said event are felt in main titles. And in fact, yeah. DC Rebirth is referenced 
in nearly every DC Rebirth title, with you know some exceptions, but uh, even even like Blue Beetle, mm. there's a there are references to to DC Rebirth. The Atom has a big yeah. uh, role to play as of yet. Not yeah, still, still a major player. Yeah, yeah, basically everything they touched upon in that universe rebirth, we're still seeing come to fruition. Yeah. But uh, sorry, I'm just uh, just forgot the uh, forgot the tweet. But uh, that's uh, that, that, that's all right. Again, for those who don't know how we do the show, I'm actually watching the same stream as the rest of you, so I'm actually up to your time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, so. So when it comes to DC Rebirth, and is it an event? I think that it has more in common with an event uh, than we originally... The question is, what's the story? If DC Rebirth is an event, let's play devil's advocate for a minute. If DC Rebirth is an event, what's the story about? The missing 10 years, and also who is the possibly creator god of the DC universe. Exactly. I think I can merge those into one question, which is, who is responsible? Right? Who is to blame or who is responsible? Uh, before DC Universe Rebirth came out, we had, at the end of one event, uh, the Dark Side War. Yes. Both uh, Owlman and Metron are vaporized, or seemingly vaporized. By a blue light. By a blue light, and implies, uh, and of course, uh, oh, and Pandora's also equally vaporized. But I think she yes. she dies or disappears or whatever in the uni- in the DC Rebirth issue. She did, and the idea for that is, is they got too close. They, they got- saw something they weren't meant to see. Exactly. Um, so, which, which is absolutely hilarious, because you can tell like the trajectory of Dark Side War actually changed while they were writing it, because it starts off with Metron talking to the Anti-Monitor and everything and being like, oh, I, I, I know the secret of the universe, and that is that we keep getting rebooted over and over again. Yeah. But we can't let any of the heroes know, because to learn this secret would like you know tear a hole in the space-time continuum, and if we reboot again, it will be the end of all things. Because he says like this universe can't survive another crisis yes his exact the second he even says crisis you're like event crisis incoming crisis incoming you can't talk you can't have metron anti-monitor and dark side without at least thinking maybe there's an event or maybe there's a crisis it's like uh, Candyman or Candlejack. If yeah. you say it, it happens. No, I didn't say Candlejack. I said Applejacks. <laughs> but nice. uh, so, okay. So the que- so if DC Rebirth is an event, the question is who is responsible for the missing time, or who's responsible necessarily? Maybe even a bigger question: who's responsible for the reboots? Yeah. Like who who keeps rebooting us, and why? <laughs> and. Uh, so the the event should seek to answer that question, and there were there have been preludes and tie-ins that led up to it. Dark Side Wars conclusion, for example, and then of course DC Universe Rebirth, which I consider to be the first issue of the main title of DC. It Rebirth. basically was, yeah, um, because that one is all about that question and hints at the future of the status quo while also referring to the 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 overall question and the overall story which is you know part of for me the 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 dc rebirth event um now then you have other things people talked about how like the button is an event or uh or superman doomsday clock is an event Uh, Mm. i don't really consider the button to be an event they're the, kind of sub events. Yeah, they're they're yeah. I don't know what I don't know. I don't even know what to call it. I call it a tie-in almost, because 
Spoilers they're definitely the, crossovers, that's for sure. Well, they, they contribute to the question, because at the end of DC Universe Rebirth, there's the button. We don't see that damn button or anything associated with it until the button, right? Yeah. And the button itself, that event, sorry to spoil it for you, nothing really happens. No. But we do get a couple of clues. And that's the thing about all the books that are that that will include the centralized cast, I think, is that in the, all the Superman books, in some of the Batman books, you've got some uh, inkling of the main cast and you get, you're getting breadcrumbs about what the main story is going to be about. Which I think they're doing really well and they're bringing that into more books too. Even Green Lantern, from what I understand, is starting to catch on to the idea, hey, wait a minute, time is missing. And I don't mean to dis diminish the Titans and Wally West as well because the Flash and That's all those guys big. are also in integral and, and important. Um, but, uh, but that's my point is that like in the story, I mean, obviously if you read DC universe rebirth and then you didn't think that it was going to, in some way, uh, involve what's his name, uh, Wally West, then yeah. you're crazy because then, then you're missing something because you got to go back and check that out. Because the Titans book is basically the must read book. If you're interested in that kind of thing, because Wally knows more than just about anybody else. Right. Wally is like the closest to it in its own way. Uh, so but furthermore two other things they spun out of DC Universe Rebirth whatever happened to the JSA are we ever going to get them back and also what's up with Saturn Girl being stranded in the present well or uh, Johnny Thunder being an old man who thinks that he's like has a genie like there's all kinds of breadcrumbs and inklings that imply the greater question the greater narrative which is who, who did this and why what's going on here and it's, it's funny, too. Clearly something has changed in Johnny Thunder that everyone's forgotten the JSA, and yet they're slowly starting to remember the JSA. And then Saturn Girl being like, oh, well, I'm from the future. What's happening right here and right now? This is history to me. I know how it all goes. Right. It's not good. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So you get some you get some main you get some inklings about main players. Obviously, Mr. Oz is main player. Superman is a big part. Uh, a great mystery too with Mr. Oz where it's like there's a lot of theories but no one has any idea and I don't think we will know until he takes the hood off. Oh right, exactly. Um, furthermore, I mean like you got a you got an entire title Justice League of America that I think is a response to Batman's involvement in the DC Rebirth epic. Um, oh, absolutely. Uh, Kai just asked about Psycho Pirate. In fact, Psycho Pirate is not dead. Uh, they brought back Psycho... Okay, so Psycho Pirate was reborn in the New 52 and he was given like psychic powers or whatnot but then Tom King didn't give a shit about that and brought him back and that same identity was the same psycho pirate that was used not necessarily the same physical dude but like the same character from Crisis on, on Infinite Earths and in Tom King's I Am Batman and all throughout Tom King's Batman run that psycho pirate is using the Medusa mask which uh, is part of the DC like Icon iconography. This is an mm -hmm. this is an element that is you know it's anything you know it's like a mother box or any other important right. element for, or a, a lantern battery. Um, but he uses the Medusa mask to use his powers just like he did in the old uh, continuity. And, and he also seems to also know more than he's letting on more than anyone else. Yeah, and in fact, when Batman recovers the Medusa mask, and then of course in uh, what's it called? The button. He has the Medusa mask next to the button. Lightning 
you know, not unlike Wally's lightning from DC Universe Rebirth, strikes, and that causes a rift or causes some kind of reference that makes you think, oh shit, okay, so Psycho Pirate, or at least his mask is involved, the button's involved, uh, it's all connected. And if it's Psycho Pirate's... is also involved. I like they went back and kind of retconned the importance of Flashpoint. Yes, Flashpoint's involved. Aobard Thawne is... And he doesn't have some silly New 52 version of his costume. It's the mm. it's the tights. Um, but you've got that. Uh, but the fact that you have Psycho Pirate's mask and you're implying that it's important and that it's somewhere how connected to the button means that it's also connected to to Crisis. And it means that that's also part of a, a thing, like part of the story overall. And during this too, they've also brought back Hypertime, which is pretty crazy. Oh God, I can't believe they brought back Hypertime. Hypertime was such a good idea. I'm glad Hypertime exists because basically the whole way they're doing things in DC Rebirth right now with missing 10 years yeah. and you know people remembering relationships and characters that they haven't thought of in forever, that was basically just the marching order of Hypertime anyway. It's true. I mean, it did have all the all all the all the trappings of that uh, of that element of the DC universe. Um, I think it makes perfect sense for comic books to be like, hey, remember what I did back in the '40s that one time? Only it's not the '40s; it's only been like five years. Well, and we don't know necessarily how connected Tom King is to it, but the fact that he's writing the books and we're getting Batman's entire involvement through his title should indicate. Um, and of course, even his conversations with Catwoman, where he and she don't remember their first meeting. Batman remembers the golden age meeting and she remembers the post crisis meeting. How is that in, how are you, how do you square that circle as Rob would say? I mean, and, and, and hopefully it will be addressed. Uh, and hopefully maybe, it's, maybe you don't, maybe both are equally valid. Right. Exactly. Maybe they both exist and they both kinda, should remember. Kind of like what's happening with wonder woman right now too. It's like, is she Claire? Is she a demigod? She right. was clearly the god of war, so did the Brian Azzarello stuff happen or not? And the book basically seems to say, pick and choose, man. Right, and that's the that's the big thing about DC Rebirth as a label, as opposed to an event, is that it seems to imply that, like, we're not going to use continuity to fix any problems that you have with the, with the overall story, or with the overall right. continuity. Like, we're not going to use continuity to solve any of the problems you have with the characters you like. For example, there is no story that retcons the Mr. Freeze retcon. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure Mr. Freeze is back to the Mr. Freeze you like. He is. He just showed up again and started acting like his old self again, which, again, very much like Hypertime. Like, hey, remember when I used to act like this? I remember when I used to act like this. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so what does that mean? It, it, is the fact that we're approaching it from this perspective editorially somehow metatextually connected to this actual story about that would be cool yeah uh, like uh, that we're in i mean who knows it's like a very jeff johnsian idea isn't it yeah uh, uh yeah exactly and he's the architect of this so yeah probably well he's definitely i mean he is also the reason that rebirthing is a thing at all at dc used to be crises now the rebirths um, yeah so Overall, uh, getting back to my thought about the button, uh, the button—you know—nothing really happens in the button. They don't find, they don't solve the mystery. They learn who they're up against is the big thing. We learn who they're up against. They don't know. Well, they know that it has something to do with the creation of the universe and that they might be fighting God. Well, they oh, and but their word is is learned or their 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 
their clues are derived from the ramblings of a dying madman. True. So how much can we trust what Thawne saw? And of course, the other thing was, I remember when we were talking about like how when Thawne first dies, you're like, how long was he missing? It's like, eh, like about an hour. Like, <laughs> Yeah, give or take. Not <laughs> as is, long as you thought. Yeah, that's too bad. Um, but overall, you know, you, you, you introduce Thawne and remind everybody that he can't really be killed. You introduce you you readdress the button and maybe you imply that they're tr- that like those powers that be the the answer to the question of who is dealing with all this or who's responsible wants batman uninvolved yeah because it has to be that the reason why they go back in time and meet bruce wayne's dad is because they 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 know that nothing will stop batman from being batman except for his father telling him it was a honey that. trap is what it was exactly uh but is the like, but was the button an event and DC Rebirth isn't? I say no. I think the button is like a tie-in or a supplement to the overall epic of DC Rebirth. Like if you, when and if DC Rebirth is collected, let's say five years from now, and I don't mean mm. that it will. We have to wait five years to see it collected, but if, let's say five years from now, someone's like, I want to know more about this DC Rebirth. I keep hearing so much about. Um, you can. It, it'll be like getting Final Crisis. Where right. Final Crisis, there's a book. There's also like the the, the Superman tie-in that you need to get in order to know where he went and what he did. Just like okay, well, if you want to know DC Rebirth, you got to get this one issue. You got to get all these Superman books, these Batman books, and you got to get this one little collection called the Button and what that's all about. And then you got to get D- the Superman Doomsday Clock. But I don't think Doomsday Clock is the end. I don't think the Doomsday Clock is like. Oh, I don't think so. I, I don't think that's the culmination. But I also don't think that like Doomsday Clock is an indication that they have no intention of stopping and that they have no idea what they're doing. You know, I'm more like that because that's the concern. It's like if Doomsday Clock isn't the end, then does that mean that they're just like, oh, we'll just keep tacking on things until we get to the end? No, I think that I, they I, did have a plan and there is an ending, but they don't want to get there yet. It's the middle chapter, I'm yeah. sure. I think it's. I, I would say we're almost two thirds of the way through. Like we're like, we're even further past the the middle. But I mean, I'd be willing to accept that because that's the thing is that like at the end of the day, at the end of the event, I don't think that we're going to get like a grand reveal where everyone knows that God is this dude who doesn't wear pants from this miserable dimension of like realistic people. You know, like I'm a. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I'm sure you saw the thing there. It's like, huh? You know, Doctor Manhattan may have created the universe right around the same time Superman lost his red trunks. They can't show naked Doctor Manhattan, <laughs> so wouldn't it be something when you see Doctor Manhattan, he's wearing Superman's red trunks? That'd be great for. I'd be happy to see that. <laughs> I would I laugh my ass off. Um, but it's interesting that for like since the beginning, since since Dark Side War, they've been implying that. Dr. Manhattan's involved, but I, I I have sworn up and down that while I agree it's Dr. Manhattan and while I want it to be Dr. Manhattan, we shouldn't immediately assume it's Dr. Manhattan. And then finally, at the end of the button, we have the big blue hand grabbing the button. We have the quote from Watchmen, like we can, and, we, and we're on Mars again. We have enough the font of that from Watchmen. Don't forget the font and the font. Yeah, you're right. And of course, the visuals that we were using beforehand that were like that were echoes of Watchmen and yeah they're deliberately so so we're good um but in that case uh I think that at the end of the day there will be like a confrontation there will be like a thing that oh, happens at the end that they can say where, where they can say like 
this is the culmination point of DC Rebirth. So that they can at least take, get the banners off the books and start gutting, and, and stop, like, interrupting stories where Superman and Lois are going to the fair with a hooded dude with a, like, shepherd's crook going like, oh, I've got things going on. Like, all that has to come to a, to a, to a head at some point. Oh, yeah. And if it does, if it does, it, I guess the real, for me, the real definition of what an event is, is can it be collected? That's <laughs> like, true. Can I put it all in one thing and read it back? Even and if forth? it's an omnibus years later, it'll uh, no question. It'll be an omnibus, and it'll be a hell of an omnibus too, because DC like will make it like an oversized edition. It'll be great. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, for coffee tables. Yeah, I think so. Um, and it will it'll be a coffee table because it'll be made of a like two years worth of books, uh, all stitched together. Yeah, but I think we are gonna. I, I think it is gonna culminate in a clashing of worlds i don't know if it's going to be like a crisis on infinite earths where we're going to get like or or an incursion where it's like mm. the watchman world and the dc world are going to collide but i do think that we're going to see worlds mixed in mixed in and we're going to see like dr manhattan kind of like and his plan well number one i think the answer to the question is it's dr manhattan and two yeah. we're going to find out why he's the answer to the question that's the more interesting question is but why though yeah because it's a cool answer but i get it and i want to know what like his motivation is and a- another truly interesting question too is that once it's all said and done what do they do with the watchman characters and what did they do once this has become a thing because that's the thing about like if you were to fold the because that's a that's a separate question but let's address it anyway because we're only at 30 minute mark um sure. should the watchman be books should they be in the dc universe i think not and i the reason why i think not is because it's a really bold move to bring the Watchmen characters in. It would be a oh, really yeah. cool book to see the Justice League battle the Watchmen. It would be cool and it would sell and I think it'd be fun to read, but... Most would see it as sacrilege. I mean, hell, people saw those before Watchmen books as sacrilege and by and large they put their best art- artists and writers on them. They tried, uh, but here's the other thing is that they didn't sell as well as they should have. And if you do an ongoing book about Night Owl, will it sell? Here's here's my pitch. I think I did this back when we were pitching DC books, but here's my way around. We've already seen that like spirit fusion can work between New 52 Superman and like regular Superman. Mm-hmm. Fuse the spirits right. of the Watchmen characters to their Charleston counterparts. Yeah. So Night Owl and Blue Beetle just fuse together, and Doctor Manhattan and Captain Adam just fuse together, and their spirits live inside them. Right, uh, and then the, you spin that off into a new team book where they all hang out together. Yeah, uh, the Rorschach and the Question. Because the thing about it for, for me, it's like okay, if a Question book doesn't sell, I don't think a watch a Rorschach book would sell either. Right, yeah. I mean. It would sell at the beginning because, yeah, oh, you're doing an ongoing series about Rorschach. Number one, he's a motherfucker. And number two, yes, he is. like, and number two, does the market support a book about an unsympathetic protagonist who's also doing, like, who's also part of a noir book? Who speaks in sentence fragments. Yeah, I mean, well, also, and does, like, tackles gritty crime, you know, and, and, and is a conspiracy nut, you know? 
Um, that's that's not nearly as adorable anymore in this day and age. Being a conspiracy nut. No, I mean I like I like noir fiction, and I think a question then, book would be great. But I don't think that the question can sell a book, and if the question can't sell a book, I don't think the Rorschach could support a book. And if he doesn't sell support a book, if you betray that no one wants to buy a comedian series, mm. then you've basically taken the wind out of the sails of your decision to make these characters part of the pantheon. An ultra-patriotic soldier man who's also completely morally compromised and, you know, will kill people. Basically have that with Secret Empire right now and everyone's complaining about it. Yeah, I mean, you have a fascist who's... Because that's what the comedian was. Yeah. Um, he was a, basically a Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a cool, like... Again, like it'd be cool to see, but I, I'm I'm concerned for the end result being well. We did this cool, we did this cool thing, and now we've we've got the Watchmen characters, we can use them. Um, but then finding out, like, well, as it turns out, people just want to just read. They just they just still just want to buy Batman books. Yeah, like I don't want that to be. I don't want them to make the Watchmen less special as a result of that. Um, but it's true. But I think that's but that's a question for another time. You know, like. Should they market the Watchmen as their as a legitimate like thing? Um, there are some, and definitely men like members of my own team who would argue that Watchmen. We've seen all the Watchmen we ever need to see because, like, I've read all the Catcher in the Rye I ever need to read, or I've <laughs> I've read all the War and Peace that ever needs to exist because it is a perfect work unto itself, and the work itself is there to service the story it's a part of. And yeah. so the reason that you don't know and like, you know, the, one of the arguments against before Watchmen is like the reason you don't know, like all the story about like uh, about, about Silk Spectre is because you get all the information you need about her in the story that in which she is relevant. It's true. You know, like that's the only place where Silk Spectre should exist because the story engineered her to provide a, a, a role in the story and once that story ends, there's no more. There, there is no more. You know, you, you like, do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. Yeah, we're out. We're out of. We're out of Watchmen. I'm sorry. You're just gonna have to enjoy it for what it is. Um, so, I, I, I am always worried about that. I mean, obviously, you know, like looking at all these alien movies, and now it's like, yeah, there are two great alien movies, <laughs> and then there's. Alien 3, which is a disappointment. Alien 4, which is a train wreck. Alien vs. Yep. Predator, which is even more of a train wreck. Alien vs. Predator Requiem, which is garbage. Requiem, which is even worse somehow. Prometheus, which is offensive. And then Alien Covenant. So you got like six freaking movies that are not great out of eight? Like, no. <laughs> like, That's that... a bad batting average. If if two out of six people made it safely across the street, you would stop walking across that street. Dude, you'd have a city ordinance against that street. Like, you would say to yourself... At what point do you say no? Aliens is not a viable property. Same with Terminator. At this point, you yeah, have more. Yeah, there's two Terminator it's movies that are worth a damn, and then three terrible ones, and a show that was good but no one show. watched it. It's true. It's true. It really is true. But uh, but yeah, it's it, it, diminishing returns, and 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 at what point do if you keep bringing these things out, do you diminish that brand to the point where you've actually damaged it, you know, damaged its source material? Absolutely. Like, you know, if you watch Alien and you keep thinking about, oh, Prometheus garbage, you're going to be like, well, oh, I suddenly don't like Alien anymore. <laughs> 
uh, again to bring it back to the Watchmen yes. thing, I'm I'm amazed that uh, that Alan Moore hasn't piped up at all over this whole DC Rebirth thing at all and hasn't said anything. I am also amazed about about Alan Moore's silence, but I think that for him it would require him to like read a whole bunch of different DC books to even get glimmers of what his creations are all about, and I I feel like um, once you see them. You know, once the Watchmen appear, once you have a book where the where where there's where not only do the Watchmen characters appear, but they're on a team called the Watchmen, yeah, <laughs> which doesn't exist. Uh, yep. They're gonna be like he he's gonna have something to say because <laughs> even even if he doesn't have anything to say, they doesn't care about. Because here's the thing, he probably didn't give a shit, but probably he not. does give a shit about giving interviews and about getting work. Yep. And oh, yeah. if he gives those interviews, you know some jackass, even if they know he's oh, going to, yeah. like, have a coronary, is going to go, So, uh, Superman is fighting Dr. Manhattan in the new DC books. What do you say to that, Al? Like, ah. Oh, heart attack dies. Yeah, I mean, he's they're, they're going to bait him into the conversation. Which, again, you know what I would love? I would love if he just shocked everyone and was, like, completely, yeah. like, uh, goes the other direction. Oh, I think oh, it's a fantastic think, idea. Yeah, I think it's I pretty it. cool. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> you, I'm the first one. I got I got pre-ordered already. Just to fuck with everyone, he's like, oh, I think this is a great idea. I can't wait to watch them fight. Right, I hope I'm Dr. thinking Manhattan. I might write a sequel. <laughs> I like troll Alan Moore now. Is that's yeah. what I like? Just that's a great idea. I love that. Like, because all the headlines, Alan Moore loves this bullshit. Like, be great to see. But, That'll uh, be the full headline. Loves this bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> it's not all horseshit anyway. Says Alan Moore. <laughs> Um, but, but yeah, uh, at the end of the day, I think DC Rebirth will be considered to be an event, even if we don't, it, I think we're too close. I think yeah. those who don't think it's an event are, you know, they need to, they, 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 they're in it. They're reading it. You know, they're like, well, obviously it it's not an event. Years. I, there are, there are full stories being told and, 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 and wrapped up and repackaged and released. Superman fights Doom Doomsday. That's a story. Superman and his kid like f fight a muck monster. That's a story. Like Batman uh, and Bane fight. That's a story. But like, you know, I don't I don't see it as an event. And it's like, well, no. But give it give it two years and then look at all from a distance. And I think that time will imply that it is an event, especially when it yeah. starts getting collected. Definitely. Uh, Al, uh, El Rick actually brings up something interesting in the chat here. He's talking about that supposed Watchmen animated movie that's coming down the pipeline. I haven't heard anything about that, and I will believe uh, uh, it when it's in my hands. That's, that's the rumor that that's what they're kicking around at the DC Animation Studio, where it's like, okay, what do we do next? We've animated pretty much every story everyone wants, and we've fucked up more than a few of them. Let's do Watchmen, because they're doing really good in DC Rebirth right now. And that there's is, a newfound interest. That is such a terrible idea. I mean, like, here's the thing. If you did it, make it an animated miniseries. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Make it an animated miniseries. Hire the best talent you can. Don't get that guy who directs every freaking DC animated movie. Uh, uh, Jay Oliva? Jay Oliva, no. It's somebody else. He directed Justice League War and stuff. In any case, don't get the hacks. You know, like, get, get the good ones. Get the good ones. Don't have t Bruce Tim write anything. As um, much as we love him. As much as we love him, he doesn't need to write. You know? But, uh, but before you do Watchmen, might I suggest Forever Evil or Nightfall or, I don't know, like, 
Death in the Family? Well, they did that one, but, like, Blackest Night would be a cool animated movie? 52, maybe? Yeah, but Gr well, Green Lantern doesn't sell good, Sal. How do we put Batman in it? How do we make it Batman? You put Zombie Night? Batman on the cover, like they put with all the other Blackest Night books. That's true. <laughs> Kingdom Come, I don't think they should make that, make that an animated movie, but I think they should do that before they do the freaking Watchmen animated movie. Um... You know, you do all kinds of. Uh, there's, there's plenty. You could, you could adapt Nightfall into a 90 minute movie, and it'd be awesome. Long Halloween would yeah. be a great movie, animated True. movie. Um, but any of those would be fun. Uh, they, trust me, if they think they've run out of books, no, someone isn't trying hard enough over there. Which I don't think they are anymore, yeah. honestly. I mean, you could take events that didn't work right and then do them better. Because you're like, oh, I'm condensing it. I still argue Dark Knight Strikes Again would be a fun animated movie. I think it's mm. horrible. But if you were you to fix it, if you could, if you clean it up and make it not, if you clean it up and give it to like, I don't know, uh, Demetrius and have him write it, I think it'd be fun. Mm. That would be cool. People like Bad Blood. He wrote that. Do I people like I Bad Blood? I forget Bad Blood. I didn't like it, but uh, you know, like some people either. did. In any case, I didn't like the last five. Yeah, no, I didn't like any of them. I mean, from Just League War, once they started getting, once they started looking like roided out linebackers and collars, I was like, pass. <laughs> Everyone got the Brock Lesnar traps, is what they got. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I, there's plenty of options. So um, while I think that we are uh, kind of wrapping up a little earlier than usual, yeah, uh, Joel. Is it? Is it an event? In your opinion, whether we like just just notwithstanding what we just talked about, but like in your in your humble opinion, is it an event or will it be be considered one? And should it be? In my humble opinion, I would consider it an event as it is right now. But that's subject to change because it's really up to what history uh, classifies it. As we mentioned with Clone Saga, and as we mentioned with other stuff, it could just turn into a dark rain thing where people call it an event, but it's really not. It was really like a year, multiple year long thing. Yeah, yeah. Right on. Now, new Krypton. People bring up the new Krypton Saga too. Yeah, that as well. That'd be super cool. I'd watch that. Oh, is, oh it was an event. Yes. Uh, well, yeah. that too. And both. It can be both. Yeah, I think New Krypton was an event. Uh, I have them, and uh, yeah. Definitely. So, while uh, while some things, here's the thing. I think that while I think the event is interpretable, and I think that it it what what could be considered an event might not have been considered one when it was being created. Yeah. So, yeah, like Clone Saga, they didn't think it was an event. They just they thought that their events were like the subtitles they gave it, like <laughs> maximum clonage is an event, you know, or uh, or the or death or or web of death is an event. Like, no, those are just those are just chapters in the in the big saga that is a mess, you know. So yeah, yeah, I I think that uh, I think that it why not both? You know, yeah. it could be. I it, I, th I think it can live in both places. Yeah, I. I think that I admire the crap out of DC's ability to... I don't even think they even thought about it, honestly. I don't think they were like, no. well, okay, it, is it an event or not? Oh, well, we're going to have to like make it like this and that and the other thing. And like, well, then how are we going to accomplish the sliding scale timeline and, and loosey-goosey continuity? Like, no, they just they were like, just call it this and, and we'll eventually get to like this answer here. But in the meantime, we've got to make them happy. So we're going to put out books they want to read for the next year and a half. Yeah, they're making it look pretty easy, aren't they? 
Yeah. <laughs> but we know it isn't because we know the other guys are having a, are struggling. But that being They're said, rough. but by the way, we talked about this a little bit in the last episode, and I'm just going to point it out there now. Um, I think Marvel has like half the editorial staff. Really? I think that like they're working on like a shoestring budget for no good reason. Mm. And so I feel bad. I feel more bad for Marvel than I complain yeah. about Marvel. And I don't think people get that. It's like in a perfect world, they'd both be great. And we've loved Marvel for years. And we want to continue loving it. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I want is for it to be great. I made a comment we, about We complain because we care. Yeah, we want it to be better. I had a I had a comment the other day or yesterday about uh, I was just reading an article from a long time ago where Joe Casada joined he became editor in chief. And he had like a legal notepad of things he wanted to do, and one of them was like fix Spider Man, which like he did and then broke him. So like you, that's like a net gain there. Um, hey, 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 man, you die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Yeah, because he was like fix Spider Man, and what he what he what he implied was take it away from Howard Mackey and make it like readable. What he meant was undo the marriage and do the brand new day shit. Uh, it took him about like what ten years, like five years to do it, but he got there. Um, but another thing was get Alan Moore and Neil Gaiman to write Marvel books again, and fifty percent of that happened. He got sixteen oh two out of the deal. Like he got Neil Gaiman, uh, and he almost got Alan Moore. Like he got him talking. They they almost got that working. And the other thing he had on his list, which was a long shot, because Casada left DC in the same way that like you leave. A, ball, a, a job you know you're never going to go back to. <laughs> and uh, so he didn't make a lot of friends over there, but he wanted to do that JLA Avengers crossover. And he's like, why didn't this happen? And he asked Tom Brevoort, and Tom Brevoort's like, well, you know, Jim Shooter was editor-in-chief, and he pissed off everybody, and like it's been 18 yeah. years, and George Perez was burned out because he drew 20 pages and they never got it around. And then he's like, well, what about if we just tried it? Get, get Paul Levitz on the phone. And so they called him, and he's like, are you serious? You want to do it? He's like, yeah. And they and they, and then they did. And it's like, I want a Marvel that has the balls to go, I got a list of things I want to have happen here. I want the X-Men to be back. And I want, uh, you know, and I It'd want nice. I want to do more crossovers. I want an ongoing series of Batman and Spider-Man. Like, just to, let's just see if we can do it. Like, I want, like, that kind of brass balls over at Marvel where we're like, where they're like, I want this. I want that. I want to be able to do it. And it's like... And not feel like they're going to get hamstrung by some jackass who is mad that the one crowning jewel in his crown was taken away from him, so he's taking it out in the comic books. Right. What am I talking cut about? Cut off your nose to spite your face. Yeah. Cause so, um, anyway. Yeah, so obviously we're getting off topic, so it's time to wrap up. Uh, Joel, <laughs> what's happening on Cape Joel? Everybody can enjoy reading. Uh, well, or as watching, always, you know, uh, well, I mean, you can read, you can watch it. It's, it's up to you, man. I'm not going to tell you what to do with your time. Uh, it is Wednesday, so of course, uh, if you head on over to the channel later tonight sometime, I'll probably have a review of Batman number 24. A lot of people buzzing about this yeah. issue. And then, of course, uh, also, if you want to listen to mine and Matt's spoiler cast of Wonder Woman, we did that, so you can check that out, too. Yeah, we're uh, we're doing a review of Batman number 24 on Off the Rack. It'll happen next week, so... Nice. You know, we'll, some time will pass. We'll get to read some 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 other reviews and kind of get our bearings about like what we think and how it really impacts the greater DC universe and about uh, Batman as well. I I actually enjoyed Tom King's characterization of Batman on this one. I know I've complained about that Me all too. over the place, but I'm like, you know what? This is all right. I dug it. That's yeah. all I'll say about that. <laughs> yeah, I dug yeah, it. We can just leave it at that. And I don't really like Tom King's interpretation, but I dug it anyway. Um, 
it, it kind of cut through my cynicism in an interesting way where I'm like, all right. All yeah, right. no, I was like, okay, well done, man, well done. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, we, over here on Comic Pop, in a couple hours, or in an hour and a half or so, we're going to be releasing the next episode of Back Issues, which is a Marvel DC crossover. It's Batman versus the Incredible Hulk. Nice. Watch it. I think you're going to like it. Even if you have no interest, I think you're going to like it. Most episodes, the last five episodes have been some of the best we've done. I'm really, really proud of them, so definitely check it out. Um, but that said, thanks a lot for hanging out with us, everybody, and we'll see you guys next yeah. week with another episode of Elseworlds Exchange. And, of course, let us know in the comments down below, DC Rebirth, is it an event? Have you, did we change your mind, if you didn't think so? I'd love to know. Did we? Yeah, so we'll catch you guys later.